This story is called Verbringen. Uh, a Verbringen is basically a gathering of men. Uh, it takes place on, on Shabbos afternoon. Uh, on, I guess maybe during the summer months when, when the day is so long. What happens is you, after davening, you go home, you have lunch. Uh, when you come back, you get together at someone's house, and at someone's house, you you get together with a group of men, and you tell stories, you sing songs, you dance. Uh, there's a little bit of drinking that goes on, but basically, it's a time on Shabbos afternoon to let, so in a sense, that that drive that you have to to create and to produce and to earn money, to put all that on hold. And to just sit around or dance in in celebration of the Shabbos day, and to reflect on you know the Jewish people and their journey and your personal journey, and you tell stories. It's a wonderful way to spend an afternoon with chaverim with friends. Anyway, so this story takes place when I'm about 17 years old. I'm living in Southfield, Michigan with my friends, uh, my two close friends, Jonathan Lift and Danny Podelsky. And Danny's brother apparently knew somebody who was a Chabadnik. I think that, I don't think that's a derogatory ter- term. Uh, he's from, he was a Lubavitcher Jew. Uh, and Danny was invited to go to his friend's house uh, in Oak Park. That's where the Lubavitch davened. And he had asked Jonathan, Jonathan asked me, and we decided to go that Shabbos morning to uh, to Oak Park to go daven in Lubavitch Shul. So we get there, and we go in, we sit down, and when the rabbi sees that, you know, there's three young guys who just walked in, he probably never, I'm sure he never saw us before, he comes down off the bima where he was sitting, and he comes over and he goes, who are you guys? Where do you guys come from? So we say, I'm David Weinstein, I'm Jonathan Lift, I'm Danny Badowski. And he, he, he you know, welcomes us, and he goes back up on the beam. And that's an old guy, you know, long white beard. He comes over about, you know, a little later on in the services, and he comes right over to us again, and he goes, who are you guys? Where do you guys come from? Anyways, it's, it's kind of funny at this point. We jump David Weinstein, Jane Badowski, Jonathan Lick, and, and then after services, he comes over a third time, and he goes, who are you guys? Where do you guys come from? And, you know, we didn't, Dan, exactly, you get the point. Anyways, after shul, he comes over and he asks us, you know, where, what we have for lunch plans. Are we, do we have a place to go for lunch? So Danny explains that he's going to go to his brother's friend's house. And the, Jonathan and I say, well, we don't have any particular plans. So the rabbi invites us to come to his house for lunch, which we do. We have a very nice lunch. One of the things the rabbi shows me that made an impression on me was he showed me that he, where he spends his Thursday nights, he shows me a stender. Basically, it's just a it's a, a wooden stand that has a book on it. And he says he stands in front of this stander and to learn Thursday night so that, you know, he doesn't fall asleep. He does it to its, he learns standing up. So it was very impressive that this, that kind of dedication, this kind of commitment to learning to me on, from such a from guy uh, told me what it is to become from in the sense of a dedication to learning. Anyway, it, it made a lasting impression on me. Sometimes when I learn, I do learn standing up so again I don't fall asleep and I think of what it is that the rabbi had anyways after we had lunch and he showed us around his house we went to another gentleman's house where 
men were showing up and we sat around a large table and we had a Fabringen. Now Fabringen, we sang songs, we drank some vodka, we had some salami, uh, we did some dancing. Basically, it was a time where we could you know, reflect on or hear stories about the Jewish people, about Sadiqim, about righteous people, about righteous rabbis, about the life of the Jewish people hundreds and hundreds of years ago, in life in the shuttle, life during World War II, stories about the Jewish people. So it was very nice. We had a good time. And it, and it was a, a tremendous bonding experience uh, for me at a young age, and I, and I really enjoyed it. Not that I thought I was going to become a Lubavitch, but it did show me something about a lifestyle and a, an attitude towards being a from Jew that... To that point, I had never seen. Anyways, one of the songs that I remember learning, and remember this, I'm 60 now, so I learned this when I was 17 years old. It goes like this. And then it repeats. And, you know, it's sort of like a mantra where if you sing it over and over and over again, eventually you start to dream, you start to think, you start to reflect within the context of the melody. And it it kind of connects you to... It connects me, rather, to ancientness, to the Jewish condition. It was, you know, something that was, to me... Songs and the idea of singing and connects it alivens your soul. You know, there's all kinds of spirituality that comes out of singing. Anyway, so this was a wonderful song, and I've sung it ever since I learned it. I've sung it, you know, all the time <clears throat> over the last umpteen years. Now that I'm sixty, and I remember one time I was in college. And it was a Saturday night. I was developing some x-rays. Maybe it wasn't a Saturday. Maybe it was just a weeknight. Uh, I was developing some x-rays for Compere in the basement of Jefferson, the science building. And I was singing that song. I mean, I was in the room with water running and the pitch black dark for like hours developing these x-rays. And there was nothing to do except sing songs. So I remember singing that song. I was going, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And the custodian who was moving up and down, you know, going up and down the hallway, heard this wailing from the other side of this door. And he didn't know what was going on. He thought maybe somebody was dying inside. So he opens the, the dark room door and all of a sudden light shines in and I'm going, close the door, close the door. And, you know, then I, I, you know, run over there and I close the door and I go, I'm okay, I'm okay, I'm okay. Anyway, so it was funny how I was singing this song. Must have been singing pretty loud, um, which can happen. You know, you start singing and you sing it five, six, seven, twenty times, and it starts growing on you. Anyways, so it was a pretty funny story that you know this guy thought I was dying, and basically I was just singing this wailing song I had learned from the Lubavitchers when I was seventeen years old. Anyways, it has a lasting impression on me. It's always inspired me when when things are kind of sad uh, to sing this song because it ends on a, a very upbeat that, you know, things are bad, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And then when it ends, it's like everything will be okay. Gamzulatova, Kodesh Baruch runs the world, 
and one should only try to do their very best. And as my mom would say, just do the best you can. Anyways, that's the story. Have a good Shabbos, and talk to you later. Bye.